This is the Raider Cotton Nation podcast with your host, Alpha Mike, and our roster of co-hosts, we patrol America's law enforcement beat. We invite you today on a ride-along. Now, here's your weekly briefing on Raider Cop Nation. Welcome back to Raider Cop Nation. I'm your host, Alpha Mike, episode number 78. We raised the flag and we're getting ready to dive into combatives and primarily concealed carry combatives. Now, I know we've done the series on concealed carry. We've done a a lot of episodes on firearms, training in that aspect as well. And today we're going to cover, and I don't believe that this is going to be just a one-time episode. We're probably looking at a lot more episodes to come in the future. Because combatives is not something you can just wave uh, the wand or, or the microphone and say, this is how you do combatives with uh, concealment. And it's a little bit more detailed, and we're going to have to dive into many subjects that you just can't do on one show. So we are definitely going to do more shows. We're going to squeak them in there because, boy, the roster is full, folks. The roster is full. And uh, let's let's do a little recap before we dive into today's show. Uh, today we're covering concealed carry combatives. Then we go off to public information officer. Uh, March 20th, we do our superhero segment of our new superhero coming on in from the forgotten profession, which is correction, Delta Delta. And we wrap up the month with episode number 81, March 27th, Bring Back the Warrior. And that's going to be with the cop. We roll down all the way down. We are at uh, June 10th of 2020. June 10th of 2020. And we're going to be doing uh, two series on that. One is going to be uh, Flatlands. And it's going to talk about a crew in the Gambino crime family. That's going to be our LCN series, which we're going to have a lot of those in 2020 and the Roy, Roy DeMeo crew. And we're also going to dive into the corporation with the episode of the Cuban mafia, soon to be a movie sometime in 2019, 2020, 2021, whenever that's going to happen. And we're going to discuss how the corporation was done and what in the world is the corporation? Is it the same as the mafia? What are they into and so forth? So that's going to be part of our LCN series, La Costa Nostra series, on mob activity in America. And we're going to, so we got firearms, we got LCN, we got a lot of things coming uh, for you always 
How do you get in contact with us? Well, it's easy. RadioCopNation.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom. And, of course, the icons pop up. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and so forth. Connect with us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear. And we definitely will provide that content. Drinking an adult beverage that's not for the pure mortals out there, which is coffee. We are recording on a Monday morning, so we got to get started. We got to kick it up a notch, and that's what we're trying to do today. So let's start off with our leadership quote for today's episode. Every time we do these episodes, I learn myself more and more. Today's leadership quote is, If your actions inspire others to dream more, then learn more, do more, and become more. You are a leader. John Quincy Adams. That's our leadership role, buddy. We are... Here to motivate and inspire others. As we continue going towards our our array of shows, and like I told you, we could not get this possibly done without our superhero guest. Sometimes it's a hit or miss on their schedule versus my schedule. We uh, try to do the best we can to accommodate, so we do switch around sometimes the schedule that's on Radio Cop Nation. So if you go there and you see what's uh, current and um, future shows, you'll notice that there might be a change here and there. That's just uh, part of the reason we put out a schedule so long. I mean, our schedule is almost, it's over a year in advance. And uh, a lot of work goes into it, as I've said before, a lot of research, development, put it together, editing, send it out once a week. And we're on episode 78 now. So we've been doing good. We haven't missed a beat. And um, all I can tell you, I I couldn't do it if it wasn't for some of my superhero uh, co-hosts that are out there with me. Of course, test everything. Monday morning AWOL program for building up your spiritual content. As we've always said, you, a lot of people want to build up their training and their firearms and their proficiencies and other skills, and they want to learn about the profession of law enforcement. That's all well and good, but you're not going anywhere if you don't perfect your spiritual growth. And sign up with the partner, the silent partner that's always there for you. He gets there before you. He guides you in the right direction. And there, for less than 30 minutes a week, every Monday, AWOL Monday, we will inspire you. And some programs don't even go to 30 minutes. This last one, I believe, that we just took out did 13 minutes or so. So uh, we hit a topic, and we expand on it, and um, we go right to the root of the matter. And we use the rule book, because without the rule book, we're not saying anything. And what is the rule book? Well, the scripture, the Bible itself. So we will read from text, and then we will inspire, motivate, uplift, encourage, 
those that are our listeners. Remember, we removed that spiritual contact from this program to give you more of this content so you can enjoy both worlds. And we created Test Everything 1521. What do you sign up for that? Well, you go to RadioCompNation.com and there's a little icon there that says Test Everything. Click on that and it's just, it's free of charge. And you can hear all our content there. They do a race after 90 days, so I encourage you to jump in and listen. Some programs are less than five minutes. Some programs are less than 30 minutes, uplifting and inspiring. And uh, they're there. They're free of content, like I said. Why? Because God gave his only begotten son to us free of content. And he suffered, died on the cross for us, for our sins. Therefore, who in the world could charge for a price like that? So we're happy to provide that. Now, it's time to dive into the subject at hand, carrying concealed combatives. It's time to blow the whistle on carrying concealed combatives. Now, there's a lot of people out there with a lot of content. You can see it all on YouTube. They, if I had to give a scorecard from 1 to 100 or 1 to 10, let's do 1 to 10. Let's not make it so difficult. I've got to say that some of the content that's out there is a 5, and we're going to break it right down the middle because there are some characters out there that are just not speaking English. I don't know why, what it is or why it is, but there's that little click sound from the phone. Like, it drives Mike Sierra crazy. i turn it off. There are some guys that are talking different languages, and um, they kind of forget the novice. They kind of forget um, certain things. You know, not, no, not everybody can have the $5,000 rifle. Some people can only afford the $300 semi-automatic. So sometimes you got to bring it down a notch. And uh, it's just, they're just me. Uh, I'm, the guy, I'm, I'm the weirdo that buys a rifle and doesn't put anything on it. Why? If I, if I don't know how to shoot that, they won't, with all that other trickery that's on there, I'm that effective. So we don't need... Uh, apparatuses to help us shoot yes do they would they help us yes in a most likely in a controlled environment like a range okay but not in a real combat situation where everything goes haywire so today i want to concentrate specifically on access to your weapon and Hand grip. Those are the two areas we're going to start concentrating on now. Again, this is going to fluctuate. We're going to move to other areas. Now, on on access to your weapon, myself and Kilo Sierra, we uh, touched on this subject when we did the carry conceal segment. Thank God we got Kilo Sierra. And he talked about having the ability of having a good holster. 
And that holster has to work for you. I can't tell you to go out and buy a three retention holster, two, 15, all this other stuff, and it doesn't work for you. What works for you is what you're going to use. Also, the type of carry you're going to use. We're going to want to use the same type of carry in the same position. We don't want to move around. Well, what is this? What's today? What's what, what, Monday? Okay, Monday, I, I do appendix carry on Mondays because it's not going to work in a real situation. So you want to have a carry method that is methodical and works for you. And one of those things is accessing that weapon, not only with your strong hand, of course, that's the objective of the game, but also with your support hand. Can you access that weapon with your support hand? And that should be part of your training. Of course, as we always say, safe, clear, and empty, making sure that the, there are no rounds in the gun. Never put your finger on the trigger if you don't in shoot, intend to shoot something. And always point in a safe direct direction if you're going to unload it. Okay, the disclaimer is done for the lawyers. Now, I'm going to have to learn how to reach with my support hand. For me, my support hand is left. Uh, my strong hand is right. But I'm one of those weirdos out there. There's not many of us. We're called ambidextrous, so I can use left or right. I can write with my right. I can write with my left. And... Uh, I have a little bit more strength with my right, uh, which I think is normal for everybody. And But the left, I have more control. So for me, this drill is not very difficult. But for some people, I do understand how it could be. So your support hand is going to play a role here. Now, this is in case of an emergency. You get shot in, let's say your righty, you get shot in the right arm. And now you don't have any movement in that arm. So you're going to have to draw that weapon out. And you're going to have to go with your left arm. Another position is that let's say you're fighting and you're ground fighting and you're laying on your strong support side. This uh, individual's on top of you. And the only way to get to your gun's going to be with your support hand. There's a lot of scenarios we can come up with. That's not, that's not the part of this uh, episode. It's more to know that in your daily training, you're going to have to include your support hand in some of these drills. Support hand can also has to not only manage to take the weapon out, but get that firm grip. And we're going to move on to that aspect as well. The grip, high on the tang or the beaver tail, all the way in the back. The higher, the better. Gives you a better grip, better control. And you're going to have to dominate that in your drills with your strong and support hand. Now, I encourage you to start off this process with actually putting the holster, if you have an opposite holster, and placing it on your support side and grabbing the gun with your support hand high on the tang. So getting your support hand very comfortable of that comfortable, strong grip. Then transitioning into reaching your support hand towards your strong side 
to withdraw the weapon with a firm grip. Now, it's sometimes a juggling act, so it's going to take a while for some people more than, than others to grasp that. Another trick that we want to practice in our uh, how to, let's say I have a, a, a misfire or, or I have an issue with my weapon, and I have to, of course, do my drill, but I can't because I'm incapacitated, then I'm going to have to learn how to chamber around or clear around with a part of my body. It could be my tactical belt if it's strong enough to to grab a hole from the rear sight and tear it down, or the back of my foot if I'm in a down position. It could be the back, the bottom or the back of my shoe. I'd have to do that with my strong side and then transition to my support. So in a lot of these drills, what I would do is first practice with the strong side, reaching with a firm grip out of the holster as fast as you can. Then we're going to chamber around, do uh, malfunction drills where we have to chamber around with our strong side. We're on our strong side now, whether it's our tactical belt that we're going to chamber around from or from the back of our heel. Somehow we're going to chamber around not the normal way. We're doing it the tactical way. Once we've really mastered that on the strong side, then we're going to transition to the support side, giving it a little bit more time, going each drill a little slower. And as everything, practice makes perfect. The more you practice it, the better off you will be. Now, what you do in training, you will do in real life. So if you stutter or stammer, you're going to do that in real life as well. So you want to make sure that that's really strong and before you go to live fire. Live fire is really going to be an issue because you don't have a lot of ranges out there that support this kookiness, and they want you, not even sometimes from the holstered position firing, they just want you to pick up the gun off the little table there and start shooting. And that really, really kills your your shooting ability. So I recommend going to a range that's not as stuck up and all bent out of shape over these things. Might be an extra cost. It might be an outdoor range. Of course, there will be a range master there that will explain the rules to you. But if you get a little bit more flexibility, I would go there and and start using that as a as a daily training instead of going to the mom and pop show, you know, with the silhouette and you move the 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 target three yards down range and you blast away and you clean eastward. That's good for the beginner. But once you start getting into the tactical stuff, it's a lot of stuff you gotta do. Now we have more stuff, of course. You know, shooting from the sitting position. Have you ever done that? Shooting from the kneeling position. Have you ever done that? Now, before you get to the range, before you start playing with live fire, we want you to practice cl uh, safe, clear, and empty. Okay? You know what that that drill is. That's the uh, lawyer disclaimer. And then you're going to head master that as best you can. 
and then you're going to transition to that friendly range. Sometimes the state parks, or uh, there, I don't know, uh, every state varies, though. You'd have to check your state law. But I know here in Florida where I'm at, and what I like to call God's country, there are uh, state parks that are very, very shooter-friendly, and they have actual shooting ranges. Not all of them, but some of them do outdoor very laid back. There is a range master. There are somewhat rules. Don't think it's the okay corral. But when you get out there, you can uh, maybe hot dog it a little bit. And um, they definitely, uh, something to look at. Very low cost, too. I think it's $10 an hour or something like that. Uh, of course, Bernie Sanders wouldn't be happy with $10 an hour. But that's what they, that's, I think that's what it is. Uh, you got to check your local listing. But you want to go somewhere where you have that flexibility to train. It's very important. I also suggest in your economics or your financial funding for your training to factor in two classes a year. One class would be a tactical class. And uh, whether it's 16 hours, 8 hours, 40 hours, Go out there within that budget that you've created for yourself and take that training. Every year you should kind of throw that into the mix. Your resume is going to grow, no doubt, but so is your knowledge. And I also would encourage to take a seated lectured course on concealed carry and new uh, laws and case laws and so forth just to keep you updated. Now, you can do some of this uh, online training stuff with some of the issues that we brought up in our last podcast, number 77, gun insurance, and go there to the NRA as well as the USCCA and U.S. Law Shield and see what they offer as far as uh, keeping you up to date. And it's, it's, it's important because there's so many components to a combative issue. It's not only taking the gun out and pow, pow, like like in the Westerns. It, you have to have the mindset. You have to have the equipment. You have to be ready for the engagement. And that's what we're talking about today in combatives and the aftermath, the debriefing that comes with it and whatever legal bills and costs that are going to, it's going to be hell on wheels. You're always going to try to prevent it. You're always going to be trying to be the nice guy walking away from the fight. But sometimes the fight comes to you, and you have to be ready. Of course, don't forget that our forefathers, when they wrote the Second Amendment, they were thinking of yourself and myself when they said a well-regulated militia. That is us. Raise your hand if you are part of that well-regulated militia. Therefore, we have a lot of responsibility because in order to, for us to be well-regulated, we have to be well-trained and that's incumbent upon each one of us to make sure that we are well-trained. Listening to podcasts, listening to online lectures, going to online, uh, going to lectures, and of course taking tactical training once a year, it will give you a whole lot of bang for your buck, and you're going to have a great tool chest. Now, in the tactical training, the actual training itself, 
I would recommend to start slow. You know, just tactical shooting maybe, and then uh, increase from there. You don't want to repel from helicopters and uh, jump into open ocean at 60 feet underneath the ocean with a AR-15 and and try to you know subdue a whale or something. You want to go slow, and there. Remember, when you take a tactical course, that's going to put that in your tool chest. It's upon you now to have the readiness factor in your program, in your own training program. So you don't take a course for the sake of taking a course. Like when I was when I was an officer and I was in training, we had guys in training with a certificate for everything, even bathroom wiping. But they weren't using it. They would just take courses for take courses. There were there were instructors and everything. Underwater basket weave, everything. They had a they had all the bells and whistles. But they had no ring time. They weren't doing anything on the podium. They weren't writing eight hour courses. They weren't lecturing on it. They just had the certificate. Well, that's great. I'm happy for you. But you have to master it. So once you start mastering what you took, then you become a subject matter expert. You don't want to stay an instructor. That's the way this game is played. If you're an instructor, that's nice. They're, 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 they're about a dime a dozen. You want to be a subject matter expert on those areas, of course, that you have more feeling for than others. That You know, the passion's there, so you can go up the ladder. So we have, we have an episode of, I'll link to the show notes on the difference between instructor and subject matter expert. I know it was... It was heard by a whole lot of people that are in the business, I'll tell you that. And you got to know how to become a subject matter expert. You need to be an expert. You need to really break down each component of what you've studied and master it. And mastery takes knowledge. It takes time. But it, it is achievable by all of us. There's nobody that cannot achieve it if your mind is set on it. Now, getting back to the mind aspect, there's something in this combative element, and we're going to bring on uh, Mike Sierra, especially, on a, on a future show, where we're going to talk about their combative mindset. Now, when I was an instructor, I taught the recruits and I, I would notice the other instructors were lackadaisical, let's say. And uh, they were, I, I call them lowriders, you know, ass to the wind, chest out, and, and looking up at the sky while their students were just uh, obliviating downrange the targets and uh, anything else that was in five feet of its vicinity. And you know, a casual little conversation. Well, hold a gun like this. Uh, don't do that. Uh, you control your breathing. Well, how do you stance? A little query, and you know, they, and that, they give you a point, and then they go back to their low rider position. But I was different. I would move left to right. I was nonstop. If I had six recruits, I was on them like white rice, back and forth, and I was on my toes at all times. I expected them to do the same thing. I told 
taught them to be aggressive towards their target. I wanted them to lean into the target and aggressively take that weapon out controlled and engage the target aggressively. Of course, we had to put all the components together, all the elements, stands, side pitcher, side alignment, trigger control, blah, 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 blah. But I, I started to notice the difference. There's a small window of opportunity to get the bell or the light bulb to go off, and you're really looking at around maybe four days out of the training session, and the light bulb has to come on. Some of them couldn't figure it out. Some of them were just so passive that they didn't have an aggressive bone in their body. But there were some that surprised uh, me tremendously. They did get very aggressive towards the target. And uh, a lot of them later on as they became officers uh, would tell me, Thank you, you know, for teaching me that. Because although you think your recruiter's not watching, they are. They were looking left and they were looking to the right. And they didn't see the other students doing what they were doing. And they had two equations to that. Either my instructor's a moron or he's teaching me something that's genius. And... We added that little extra pickle in the sandwich. We added the combative skill in the basic element. It was not for anyone, but it worked. It ingrained to them you need to be aggressive. The act of taking a weapon out of a holster is not a subtle act. It's not a passive act either. It's just like if you were getting ready to swap somebody with your fist. You're not going to hit them with minimum, minimal force. And those that know how I used to teach use of force, they can envision how I, I did the minimal force joke. And uh, for, you, for, for the guys out there that are listening, don't know what I'm talking about, just, 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 just chuckle. <laughs> okay, so it was important to have the student become aggressive in that mindset. But it's a controlled aggression. You're not just slapping the hell out of the trigger and anything that's beyond the target is under attack. That's that's not the, the goal here. And it was a small window. So if you're a listener today, I encourage you to also place a small window of opportunity in front of you. And say, I have four days, I have five days to get this. Now, in actuality, you don't have those four or five days. You have a lifetime. But when you push yourself, the human experience raises to the challenge. So that's why I encourage you to do that. So recapping what we discussed. We're going to practice taking the weapon out of our strong hand a strong side out of our holster. And we're going to learn to bring our hand high up on that grip, as as high as you can get it, up on what's called the tang or the beaver tail. And we're going to practice that with our strong hand. And then 
We're going to transition to the support hand. Then we're going to teach the support hand to reach over to the strong side and do it. This will all be done in a controlled environment where you're safe, clear, and empty. That means no bullets in the weapon. And you will practice and practice and practice until you find yourself a friendly range out there that allows you to do some of these tactical skills. Learning to do a safe drill with your weapon is going to be part of the repertoire here as well. How do I load around in the chamber with my, let's say, tactical belt and my heel of my shoe in a kneeling position? Mastering that and then transferring that whole program to your support side. Now, this is something that a lot of people are just not going to practice every day. I'm well aware of that. And for some people, you don't have to. But you have to know how to do it. You know, I know how to ride a bike. I don't ride a bike every day. But if I get on a bike, I know how to ride it. So I've got to know the function and why I'm doing the function. I'm also going to learn in this combative series that we're doing today, this episode, if I'm in a fight and my weapon's on my strong side, wherever it might be, and I land on the floor, how can I reach that gun? I don't only want to reach from my strong side, I might have to reach from my support hand. And I want to bring that into the drill as well. Of course, that rolling around the ground, you've got to keep the weapon away from the combative, the person against you, at all cost. And if they don't know you have the weapon, that's an advantage. You want to not telegraph that you might have a weapon on you. But when you get that opportunity, you're going to have to come out of that holster strong, fast, and quick. And lastly... We're going to touch on this, and we're going to leave this for some other episodes. Shooting as soon as the weapon gets out of the holster by moving the weapon, the muzzle, towards the subject, slightly canted away from your body, and pressing the trigger once. This is literally hip shooting. The weapon won't even be extended. We're not doing the range thing. And as you start extending that hand, you keep on pressing that trigger. One, two, three, four, five, how many rounds it takes. But learning, as soon as you clear the holster, turning and canting the weapon in a tactical position to shoot the first round. Now, of course, we're going to place on our show notes all of everything what we're talking about. We will have... Nice little YouTube videos and some pictures to help you along. I definitely want to hook up this program later and down the road with Mike Sierra where we can discuss the mindset of combative uh, carry because he's a combat veteran and there's, there's nothing like a lived experience. 
I could talk about this and talk about this, but until you actually do it in real life, I'm never that subject matter expert. I just teach the theory of how to do it. The person that has done it is and becomes the subject matter expert. And therefore, that mindset is important in all these combative drills or episodes that we have. So we encourage you to continue listening, and we'll have that program coming real soon as well. And the mindset of that combative engagement in carrying concealed. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, you have a series on, on handguns and training and so forth. Where do I get all this? Well, I'm going to throw another twist at you. You can go to O, as in the letter, 9, as in the number, TG, as in Tango, Golf, and there, uh, .com. You can go to our website, O9TG.com. And there, that's our tactical group. And you can go there, O as in the letter, little O, nine as in the number, TG.com. And we're going to have on there, we're going to put it somewhere. We'll, we'll part, put down uh, online training or episodes. And every episode we've ever done on firearms will be there. So it'll all be located in one central spot. And we'll break it down into different categories for you making it easy. Remember, we're building our library, so it takes time. And library has has knowledge, and knowledge is power. So we want you to partner with us at Ray Cop Nation as we mentor and you listen and you grow. Growth is a part of life that everybody should do. If it's spiritual growth or tactical growth or financial growth, whatever it is, that you're looking for, seek that knowledge, and you, my friends, shall grow. As always, it has been my honor and my pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Nation. As always, don't forget to pray for yourself, pray for your families, pray for your community, pray for the agency that serves you, and always pray for the great nation of the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike signing out. Through the night with a light from above, from the mountains to the prairies, to the oceans white with foam. God bless America. My home,
Four three two three, QSI thirteen twenty two.